This is getting a lot better. We should talk about the sweet music they just heard. Well, first, uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Podcasting. Podcasting. We are out here in podcast land. Uh, I'm Brent. He's Carolyn. <laughs> you uh, you sound. Are you, how are you feeling? I have a cold. Yes. Because we went out for a wild weekend. It was a crazy, oh my gosh. It was gosh. an intense weekend. So much. Yeah. Out of, con- I can't believe, like, you were out of control. Yeah, I'm sober and I stayed up past 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm out of control. <laughs> that, is, that is out of control for you. That's pretty, that's pretty out of the box for me. Yeah. But yeah, you you've been dealing with cold. I've been staying a significant distance away. Uh, thank you, Amazon, for the these aren't Amazon brand, but I found them on Amazon. Twenty five foot mic cords, so we can sit yeah. very far away from one another during the podcast. He's actually in Kentucky. I am. I'm I'm states away right now. I'm in Nashville. He's in Louisville. But still, do yeah. But We're still, doing this podcast on a can with twine. <laughs> But I am, uh, my name's Brent. I am one half of the podcast team here, and I'm sitting across from the lovely Carolyn. Go. That was where, yeah. That's where I go. I gestured. Carolyn. I, you know, I don't look lovely right now, and I don't really feel lovely, but um, I'm the other half of the old podcast, Uh, Carolyn. Oh, no. I know. I'm going through puberty. It's really tough. (laughs) Uh, So difficult. Uh, but we, um, yeah, we wanted to mention, thank you so much, uh, to the Wenzel brothers band for giving us permission to use their song, uh, Buckshot, Buckshot, Buckwild, and Bugnick (laughs) as our intro and outro music, uh, to the podcast. They are a local Nashville band that you've been following around Nashville for with a, a while. friend. I've been following them around and they're amazing live. Their name is the Wentzel Brothers. You can follow them on Instagram. Uh, they do shows all over Nashville, all over Tennessee, and they're they're young kids, but they're so good. Yeah, how they're what? Like say, they're in high school, right? No, they're like young twenties. Oh, okay. They're like nineteen. They 20. look young high school. You kind of see them and you're like, I don't think you're old enough to get into the venues. Yeah, it's because they have the Lord. <laughs> They rock out for the Lord. They slap the bass for Jesus. <laughs> They're great. They're great kids. They're real nice. They are definitely like a hillbilly. Uh, what would you call it? What it was a like th- rock, not rockabilly. Rock, not yeah, a little more. They're like Creedence Clearwater meets Willie Nelson. But still, but they still. I mean, I think Creedence. I think. Have you ever seen the rain? Kind of thing. Fortunate son. Not really. They've got a much louder, harder sound. I mean, you could hear it in the in the intro song. They got a much harder sound. Yeah, that's true. Maybe like Credence meets Creed. Cre- <laughs> Creedence. 
<laughs> Could you imagine like storming Vietnam to arms wide open? <laughs> Those scenes in that movie would not hit the same. <laughs> With arms Every- wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friend, we meet again. <laughs> That's an emotional Apache helicopter you got up there. Yeah, you're just you're just walking through the jungle to to Nickelback. If that had been if that kind of music, like they call it butt rock now, had been the soundtrack to the Vietnam War, it would have been a lot like history would look a lot different. Yeah, probably. This is my photo. Yeah, that would have been yeah something totally different. Okay, so we love the Wenzel brothers. We yes. do. They're great. They're sweet kids. If you live in the Nashville area and you listen, definitely go see them. Yes. They're amazing. Especially, yeah, look them up online. If they're touring around, go see them. Um, and we haven't really met. I mean, we kind of just started talking, but uh, we have a name. Yeah, welcome to the Fried, Fried Avocados. Avocados podcast. Yeah. Just fried avocados. Just fried avocados. Welcome to fried avocados, everybody. Fried avocados. Last week, we started this, and we didn't really have a name. We couldn't really... We didn't even really pit... We didn't even throw anything around between the two of us. We just said... Yeah, let's just kick it to the masses. Well, we were just like, we're going to start a podcast. And they're like, what about a name? That comes later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out later. No, they did a great job. There were so many funny submissions. There was, a, yeah, a lot of great submissions, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of not great ones. Yeah, tell me. Okay, so truth be told, uh, to protect my mental health, mm-hmm. I don't read my comments or direct messages. Yes, Brent, what takes up? over my social media? Yeah. You you make all the videos, you post them. I'm the one who checks the all the things, the responses. Yeah, yeah. He's my. I feel like I just mansplained what you just said back to you. That's kind of your mo. <laughs> I try not to. That's kind of your mano. But it's really good though because modus you're... operandi. That's what mo means. Oh, I just did. It again. <laughs> that was a joke. That oh. one was a joke. I, did I didn't know purpose. that's what that meant. Yeah, notice it's Latin for something. Whoa. Yeah. Brent was a teacher for years. He was a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. So when you mansplain things, it doesn't make me feel like I it it comes from a place of caring. I try I mean I try I try to be and I try not, not to over overdo it. Oh, I'm going to be I'm now see now I put that in my head and the entire rest of this I'm just going to be I mansplain stuff to you all the time. You do. We had that talk about catalytic converters, and that was, <laughs> whoo, buddy. I got out the diagrams. How to steal them. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah. You just crawl under. <laughs> Look, you just crawl under. That's a real, pro- that's crazy to me that that's a problem. That that's a real. Who came up with that first? Well, isn't it because it's because of the metals that are in them or something? Hmm. Like copper wire back in the day. Yeah. Do you remember that during the recession when houses would get like robbed for a copper wire? Oh, yeah. Oh, so that happened in Richmond too? Oh, yeah. That happened. No, no, no. That happens kind of everywhere. People go to construction sites. There was one I remember reading. You're telling me meth is everywhere? (laughs) Yeah, that's a big meth. You're making that up. Statistically. Yeah. I think oh, it's, it's a, a pro- it's a real problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> Drugs are a problem. 
in some places. In this Usually there's, if there was a Venn diagram, I think drugs and stealing copper wire would probably have a... They're touching. Yeah, probably a pretty, I'd say a pretty big overlap, actually. Yeah, but what came first, the meth or the copper wire? Oh, chicken or the egg right there. Copper wire is a gateway drug to meth. <laughs> I'm you, not going to yeah. fry anything in copper pans anymore. Not every... I'm taking off my copper socks right now. Like, <laughs> you get mugged on the street. Yeah, Tom those. Brady got me into drugs. Yeah. Is he the copper wire guy? I think it was I Brett Favre. I don't know about football. Aren't they the same person? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious and you're laughing at me. <laughs> no, the, just given the fact that they have different names means they're not the same person. I don't. I'm, I think there's holes in that. They might be the same person. But I think it's like one of those not every square is a rectangle. And not every Brett Favre's a Tom Brady? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, not every meth head steals copper wiring, but everyone who steals copper wiring is a meth head. That's probably... I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. How do we? How did we get on? Copper wiring and yeah. meth? Oh, because in the catalytic converters. Oh, right. Yeah, I think there's like minerals and stuff in, inside the catalytic converter that's really valuable. We probably should have just named the podcast Catalytic Converter. <laughs> Dude, what is it? I don't even actually know. I had to get it replaced on a car one time. All I knew, all I, as far as I know, all a catalytic converter does is not make the car smell like rotten eggs. Because once it went bad, that's the first thing that happened. I thought it converted your car into a Cadillac. Oh, I haven't found that button yet. You just yet. start it, and then you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty sweet. Is there? A, there's a switch that I'm missing, because I haven't found that yet. Yeah, you just have to sell so many vinyl records. Yeah. <laughs> Cadillac records? Yeah, I'm on Dayquil. You it's are on, lot. yeah. Uh, I, I never like the, take anything, ever. Yeah. Like, I don't even take Advil. And it's so funny, because you were talking about this the other day, how people leave me comments all the time that they think I'm on drugs. Yeah. Do you know how painful it is to be sober your whole life and never even touch drugs? And then people are like, I think she's on drugs. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is just me. She's, <laughs> oh, you look like that on purpose? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. It's like if you have deadpan sense of humor, people think that you're... yes. Like, I'm like, no, this is satire. Deadpan. I think deadpan and tattoos. The mix? Yeah. Dead tattoos talking about pants. Boom, drugs. And you just described at least one of your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's so funny is like, you know, especially like that silly corn video where I talk about them being tortilla chip trees. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you need me, I'll just be here. Waiting. And people like think that I'm really like in a corn. Like <laughs> when you're scrolling through Instagram, you think I'm really just like in a cornfield. Like I'll be here for six months. Well, I think, yeah. Well, no, but yes, at the well, same you time. Read the comments, so you know. Well, I, I think you're selling this kind of idea. Uh, it's, it's what the immersion factor of like TVs and movies and stuff. You're like, Oh, I was like taken. It's like when all those people saw avatar and they wanted to go live on that planet. They're like, it's out there. It's real somewhere. Are you saying because I spent six months waiting 
to you go were, to yeah, the Avatar planet. <laughs> you're just going to put that out here? Well, I, I was saying it's, I think that the the immersion, it's it's weird that our, our, um, our uh, the thing, attention spans, thank you, me, uh, <laughs> our attention spans. You were trying to think of that word and 10 people checked out of this podcast. <laughs> We're like, we're done. We're done. I don't know what a catalytic converter is. And she's talking about aliens in a cornfield and avatar. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the avatar story? Yes. Do you remember the avatar story? Oh, my God. He doesn't oh. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pay for YouTube premium. And <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> Ballin. <laughs> YouTube premium costs three coffees at Starbucks. It's a sacrifice, but I make it. <laughs> the first 15th and 25th of the month, I say not today. Mm-mm, Starbucks. Starbucks. It's a real problem. Uh, no, I share YouTube premium, and I give my dad the password, who's mm-hmm. like a 70-year-old white dude. <laughs> like he said, what? What, dude? That yeah. grew up. No, he grew up in Los Angeles. I've mm-hmm. never heard this guy say anything racist in my life. Yes. And I go to search something on YouTube, and it said the search was like racism, racist alien movies or something, or like racist blue people movies. Oh yeah, racist blue people movie. Because I guess at some point in history, people were saying that Avatar was racist and he couldn't think of the name Avatar. <laughs> and he talks, he talks to his remote like all those people do. And he was just like, racist. Hey, hey, TV, racist blue people movie. What's racist about that? Because he just wanted to hear what people were saying on the street. <laughs> he didn't even want to watch Avatar. He just wanted to hear why it was racist. He couldn't even think of what the name was to watch <laughs> and i was just like i had no context so i just saw him looking up racist blue people movie and i was like oh no like i guess what they say about old white men is true <laughs> like even in my own dad i was so scared and i called him and i was like dad i gotta talk to you about something and i go what are you searching on youtube and he goes you can see that and then he got me real worried. Like, what else was he looking up? And then I was like, Dad, what, what, what's racist blue people? He was like, you know, that movie with the big, tall, blue Native Americans. <laughs> I was like, what? He <laughs> was like, no context. Poor guy. It must be so hard to be old. Yeah. In your 70s. I feel like your parents kept up with technology. Well, yeah, they had to because my my dad was in the tech field his whole life. Yeah, so having a conversation about the modern world with them goes way different. (laughs) Way easier. Yeah. My favorite is when my dad says, yeah, I was listening to Joe Goggins. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, he's just mashing up all the podcasts. Yeah, just mashes up all the famous people. He's a very sweet guy. He's the best. I like how he listened to the first episode and sent you a very nice text message about it. That said, thank you for sharing this with me. Oh, like, wait. But it was in letter form. It was in letter form. a text message. He did text like it was a letter. It said, dear my favorite daughter, <laughs> I am so proud of you and the things you are doing. And then he signed it like sincerely. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, he put his full name. Middle name <laughs> <laughs> like it was a formal correspondence. Yeah. It was weird because he was excited about our podcast that he wrote to whom yeah. it concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Cordially yours. <laughs> oh, my oh. gosh. Okay, so you're in my comment section all the time, and a lot of people wanted me to name the podcast Recovering Californian. Yes. And I feel like we didn't talk about that very much last time. No, not at all. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, wanted, and and rightfully so, they were kind of saying the branding should stay the same, and uh, you should just keep it the Recovering Californian podcast. But we want to... What? I just think that's funny. Like forever in recovery. I'm taking this one day at a time. <laughs> I got an app on my phone one that tracks my time. California sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the where you're going to continue uh, to make Instagram videos as the Recovering Californian, we did not feel that the name Recovering Californian accurately reflected both of us involved in the podcast. Are we doing litigation right now? What are you? That was very formal. <laughs> I did, in case the lawyers are listening. I wanted to make sure that we. we my brain doesn't even work in full sentences. The aforementioned like group of people hereby named <laughs> podcast hosts did not feel. Uh, no, it's great and it's super funny and it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it resonates with people because of like some of the culture. Yes. Culture shock we go through as Californians mm-hmm. moving to the South and vice versa. Southerners having to interact with West Coasters. Right. Uh, but I mean, there's so much more to, to it. every individual yeah. than just where they came from. And yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like just kind of shoeholing it into recovering Californian. Cause I mean, we're going to talk about tons of things. We're currently on like a fitness journey. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about spirituality and Jesus in mm-hmm. our own lives. You're on some wild transformation. You've been sober. How many days? 310, I think. I haven't checked. You any. can't hear the people cheering right now in their cars, but they're like, go Brent. There's one guy that's kind of a jerk, and he's like, quitter. <laughs> there's always that. There's always that one There's guy. always that person. Yeah, but there's just so much more to yeah. us. And but, and it, it, it kind of pieces together. It also takes the pieces of who we are, whereas being the person raised in the South uh, and you being the person, I mean, fried avocados, like it's perfect. It's, it's kind of perfect. perfect. It's really perfect. And we sent the guy a nice message that picked the name that yes. suggested the name. And he actually lives in Richmond mm-hmm. and we're going to have a show in Richmond in January, January 17th yes. or something. There's no something. ticket link or anything, but when Not we have yet. all the information, we'll we're put still it putting that one kind of getting all the, we're getting all the logistics deets. hammered out on that one. The old logistics. Old deets. But oh. hopefully he'll come to the show and bring his family and have a great time. No kids under the age of 18, please. please. Any hoosers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I brought my baby. <laughs> How many times have you done comedy where there's a baby there in like some crappy bar show? It's the worst. 
Mm. Well, that's not true because we did a show a couple weeks ago in North Carolina. Uh, and there was a baby there. Oh, you weren't there. I flew in and did the show. Okay. And you were... There was a baby at that one? Two babies. Two babies. Two babies. That yeah. one... I mean, when you say babies, do you mean... Like in car seats. Okay. Tiny babies. Are they walking around by themselves or... No, definitely not. Okay. So like in... And the parents were very sweet. Right. Yeah. They got hammered and then drove <laughs> off with their babies. I was really concerned, if I'm honest. It was at a distillery. Yeah. But they were like really nice people, so mm-hmm. I feel bad saying that out yeah. loud. That's the weirdest thing because you meet some really interesting people doing this job. Yes. But you have to be so tactful and touchy. Like, yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm not making fun of them. I'm just blown away. Yes. And most likely yeah, one that's of them a, was sober and driving. Yeah, absolutely. Like the babies were probably driving. Yeah, the babies were driving. Well, the the one, the other baby was real drunk. Tossed. Yeah. I mean. It was ridiculous. Cannot believe it. Threw back five or six bottles before anybody. See, that was the thing is they didn't even notice that the baby was drinking until they were already five or six deep. And then somebody hey, said, speaking hey. speaking of that, you want to talk about our shenanigans <laughs> over the weekend? <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we settled on fried avocados and yeah, again, thank you so much to everybody that took the time to download the podcast and listen. Yeah. Download the first episode and listen. I was going to say thank you to everybody that took the time to submit a name. Oh um, yeah. That was unbelievable. How many submissions there actually there were. So many submissions. You had to read so many. Yeah. There, and there were, yeah, there were some, like I said, there were some great ones. Deep fried avocados. Deep fried avocado is where we got fried avocados from. Uh, I really liked Bless Your Chakra. I mentioned yeah, that in the Instagram video. Chakra. But that one, that one really, I was like, man, that is, I, I feel like I never would have thought of that. That was so clever. And then the other one you really liked was Rocky Top Recovery. Yeah. Rocky, recovery and Rocky Top, Rocky Top Recovery, something like that. That yeah, was that a great one. Was one. Great. Uh, like I've said a million times, my favorite were like, why are you on my feed? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Go back, back to, to where, where you, you came, came from. from. Uh, don't bring your politics to my state. A lot of those. Yeah. A lot I of those. I thought I blocked your profile. I love the idea that we're reading these these comments and thinking they're name <laughs> submissions, but it's really people just being upset. Like, no, we're not going to name the podcast I Love Your Tattoos, okay? But <laughs> thanks for the submission, I guess. I know. I really want to lick you. <laughs> that was the weirdest one we got recently. That was a DM, yeah. He reads my DMs. Yeah. Speaking. I don't. I just love the idea. We were talking about this the other day. While we were waiting to go on stage, but he was reading my DMs, and there was some, there was some, there were some things said. Yes, and I was like, you could just be, you could just get one of these sugar daddies, (laughs) and you could just pay all your bills off of my Instagram, (laughs) and just the idea of Brent like DMing these like older dudes. That are sending me dirty things, and he's just like, "Yeah, daddy, I need a gift card. <laughs> I need a, I need an Xbox. 
Game Pass gift card, Daddy. I That's, love my games. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> I know because I, I know you. I know. I need an Xbox gift card. <laughs> I send know that you're not like, hey, send cash for food or gas. You're like, you got that Game Pass, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> They're like Carolyn Xavier has some Hobbit looking feet. <laughs> you see that hair? I can send me a picture with the controller girl. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Maybe I should. I mean, we could try it. We could try. See if I could get an Xbox gift card. Yeah. <laughs> I I would you said no cash for gas or groceries, but I would take I would take a gas card. <laughs> we drive everywhere. Yeah, we do drive to a lot of gigs. We're always on the road. We spent twenty hours on the road last week. We did. It's we did twenty yeah. Twenty hours. Twenty hours round trip in a car. Uh to go to these were our, this well this was this was a, this why did I make this that voice? Welcome to the podcast, right avocados, <laughs> where you can learn how to pull one over on catfish sugar daddies. <laughs> right here grifting them. <laughs> I'm a grifter. I'm grifting for Xbox gift cards. You ever have to grift for your game? <laughs> I'm a game grifter, baby. I'm a game, that's what I do. Uh, I bet the ponies and I grift up the games. <laughs> we spent uh, tw- <laughs> we spent twenty hours round trip uh, to go to a wedding in Arkansas, in Arkin, Missouri, Kansas. Oh, Arkin, Missouri, Oklahoma. Yeah, we were in Arkansas. Right. We stayed in Arkansas. But the backyard was Missouri. The backyard was Missouri. Um, and we went to a wedding. We went to a wedding. Ooh, a buddy. proper southern... Ooh, con- I mean, I say country southern wedding. And even for me, that was a lot. It was the best weekend yeah. ever. Okay, yes. first of all... How, okay, how did we end up in Arkansas? Uh, okay, my one of my closest childhood friends that I got to know because my mom moved to Arkansas 20 years ago when I would come to visit my mom, mm-hmm. got married. Yes. Very nice. We're not going to say any names. No. But invited us to this wedding. And what I will say is like recovering Californian, I make those jokes about living in Nashville and I forgot what real Southern living, like real, like this was the backwoods of Arkansas and Missouri. And it was a beautiful wedding. Oh, I mean, beautiful wedding. uh, Like I think they actually timed the wedding for the sunset, the way, but not like not only the time of the wedding, but I mean, time of year knowing that, Hey, this time of year, the sun go, I mean, it went like right down, in the clearing yeah, between the trees. You said some fancy word that I don't know what it means. I think it's holler. Oh, it was back in a holler? Yeah. I think it was. I don't know what holler means unless is Gwen Stefani singing. <laughs> but it was like, it was beautiful. It was like on a 120 acre farm that mm-hmm. they have. Yes. Their property looks so beautiful. It was like a venue. 
Even though it was just on their farm. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was. But it was way different than like a Los Angeles, California, or even a Nashville wedding. There were some super interesting characters there. Absolutely. Super sweet. Yes. Unbelievably nice people, but wow. Yeah. Did you know that people make moonshine? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I had no idea. What did you think moonshine was? I thought it was like a time of year. (laughs) (laughs) It's moonshine season. Yeah, I know. I thought it was like just a... Like, I thought it was just like a pro... Like, when they talk about the prohibition... Right. And they talk about like corn booze. Right. Corn liquor. That's what it is, right? Yes. But it's illegally made. Because the corn's underage? (laughs) (laughs) That's not that funny. That was was pretty funny. No, because it's made outside of regulations. Well, this would... I mean, I I I could be way off here, but I think I'm pretty sure liquor falls under... I mean, all the liquor you go to the liquor store and buy falls under like FDA regulations and all this stuff. And I mean, I don't even think, no. Yeah. Nothing about this fell under any regulation. That's what I'm saying, but that's what moonshine is. Moonshine is corn liquor made outside of the regulations. We were at a wet, like a formal wedding and the guy with the moonshine, I mean, he didn't even have, he didn't even have regulated sleeves. No. They were just gone. They were very unregulated. His well, yeah, his arm I guess you technically say his unregulated arms. Cause his there weren't any sleeves regulating him. No. There was no sleeves. Yeah. Uh and bib overalls. Yes. There's a lot of bib overalls. Yeah. He made some great food though. Unbelievable food. Unbelievable. We had uh Fried catfish. Fried catfish. Brisket. Brisket. Pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Coleslaw. Baked beans. beans. Rolls. Rolls. Cupcakes. Cake. It was it was all amazing. But I, I ate I haven't had a fried catfish in a long while. And I had so much of it. You <laughs> and I could eat more. Uncomfortable amount. I did. I had an uncomfortable I had a, I ate a school. I had an entire school. It was worse than that, actually. Mm. A school district? Yeah. Yeah, I ate a school district of catfish, of fried catfish that night. It was... Also, uh, they, you know, they provided beverages, um, adult and otherwise, and I just wanted to... I drink diet soda? No diet soda. And I oh, had not a single diet not soda. Not a single diet soda. And I had not had full... Full bore diesel Mountain Dew in a long time. Huh. Mixed with catfish. Mixed, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that kind of goes together. He started dipping immediately. <laughs> I put a paper towel in my solo cup, yeah. and I got that skull. That skull, baby. I got that skull. His dress pants had like the skull mark. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Once I actually went ahead. Dude. I just cut it in. I made it myself. Uh, 
no, the wedding was really amazing. It's this is like the tough spot of comedy because there was like a lot of really funny stuff there. Mm-hmm. That to you being in Richmond, which is more of a city, and me being in California mm-hmm. is like really funny to witness. Yeah. But then it's like unbelievably nice people that were so sweet yeah. to us and made the wedding so much more fun and worked so hard to make the wedding great for the bride and groom. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really fun to make fun of the guy with no sleeves that was in bib overalls that was deep frying catfish and didn't even stay for the reception. He just like bailed out yeah. after the fried catfish was done. Yeah. But it's like, okay, how do we like scoot this line of being like, Oh, this was crazy. I like complete culture shock for me, especially mm-hmm. just because I think Nash, I think the outskirts of Nashville is like country and we have a target. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a Starbucks down the road and like my mom's farm is so remote that it's like, if you want to get coffee, it's like, well, we got a can of coffee that we've had since 82. Yeah. And it's in the back, and we—I mean, I can make you some drip copy over the fire. Like it was so going back words in time, but there was this thing when we were down in the holler. Mm-hmm. Everyone there knew everyone, yes. and knew their family, yes. And there was like this sense of community and an idea of togetherness that was so beautiful. Yeah. No matter how many no matter how many bibs bib, bib overalls, overalls <laughs> there were. There were like those bibs band together. Yeah. As brother of bibs. <laughs> band of bibbers. Yeah, band of bibs. It was like Well, it was it was strange, not strange. It was almost culture shock in its own way for me too because it was such a high concentration. Like, I've spent time in parts of, long parts of time in parts of North Carolina. Well, I just messed that sentence up so bad. Just let it go. Okay. Uh, in parts of North Carolina that are very similar to that. But you would only get, you'd get like, oh, that guy has moonshine this time. Or then, you know, the next time it's like, oh, that guy's frying catfish with no sleeves and bib overalls. But to see it all kind of come together in a celebration... There was so many cowboy hats, belt so buckles, many cowboy, cowboy hats. boots. And I mean, you know. The best the, thing, hands down, was your favorite shirt. My favorite shirt, which was a Chris Kyle American Sniper shirt. At a wedding. At a wedding. A very formal wedding. A very, fo- I mean, a semi-formal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, formal in the way that the groom took the pictures and immediately threw on a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Which I respect, stuff. if I'm honest. Yeah, you got to be great. comfortable. What was your What was your favorite piece of article of clothing you saw? Article of clothing I saw at the wedding that was my favorite. Well, her dress, I mean, phenomenal, mm-hmm. but like very flattering. Surprised, probably. I mean, you said it perfectly when you were like. Oh, these are the people that people in Nashville are dressing like. Yes. But this is their real life. Yes. Like we saw utilitarian cowboy boots. Like they needed to wear cowboy boots. I didn't even know what they were for besides going to a country bar. <laughs> like I didn't know they had a purpose. What is their purpose? 
I don't know. I thought they were made so they would go like into stirrups easier. I think they're like made out of snake skin to send a warning to the other snakes. <laughs> like if you mess with me, they're not all. They're not all made out of snakes. It's a warning for the other cows, gators. I don't know. What state are we in? You have to wear the cowboy boots that match the predator, like the, yeah, like the predators of your area. Yeah. To ward them off. That's why I wear boots with Phil from apartment 3B. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. Too dark. That was that was funny. Too dark again. Oh, I was trying to keep it so above board. Leave it in. Dang it. Okay, so belt buckles. Like, why do they wear the belt buckle? What's the belt buckle? It's a buckle for your belt. It's. A, <laughs> you are looking <laughs> at me so perplexed right now. But like, what's the point of it? I mean, it's huge. It's shiny. I'm pretty sure it's like a rodeo trophy type. I mean, the you know, obviously some of them. Like I've been to the rodeo. Yeah, I've been to the rodeo. So you're telling me that I'm gonna have to do so much research post episode to like because it bothers. I don't. I don't like giving a wrong answer to things like this. So I'm gonna have to do research post episode to find out if people are coming to learn things from fried avocados. <laughs> podcast then they deserve whatever false information you know what that is a good point it's not like we don't have it's not like jordan peterson is going to come in and we're going to be like hey jordan yeah listen let me ask you some things what is a belt buckle for i went to sixth grade and i just saw my first belt buckle for the first time (laughs) like i think people are you know Okay, so they're a trophy, which basically means that a cowboy belt buckle is the first heavy championship man of the world yeah, belt. That is. I think they come from the same school it of thought. It makes sense why wrestling kicks off so hard in the <laughs> South. Like, this is really <laughs> starting to make a lot of sense. God, what if we had, like, a belt buckle, but it was huge, and that's the championship? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were in a rodeo of men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me, Kenny. In a ring. And there was just like, and then at the end, look at my belt. Winner, belt. 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 Can it hold up your jeans? No. Is it utilitarian? Absolutely not. Will it help you on the ranch? Probably not. Will it help you with the ladies? A hundred percent. Yeah, California wrestlers, they just like... Tie up their participation award <laughs> around their stomach. Hey, I was there. Hey, look, I did it. Look I was it. there. I participated. In, in, in the, I did it. Oh, my God. You know what, though? I bet there is some real wrestling that goes on in California. For Probably. Sure. Some backyard. Backyard wrestling. Up north. Yeah, in the state of Jefferson. Mm-hmm. In this in this podcast, we will only refer above Sacramento as the state of Jefferson <laughs> because it is not California. Not even a little bit. It is it's strange that more people don't know that. I mean, but you know, it's also the same thing. Okay, but you hear a southern accent, you're like, Oh, that hillbilly. You're like, no. What if you're from Charleston, South Carolina. Like that's a very proper proper place. But you say you're from California. Oh, you must be some kind of Why do I do that voice? Oh, you must be. 
No, but really, if you're from a large city in the South, like, I just assumed. Like, I was so naive. Like, I was like, oh, they have freeways? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you guys had cars. Like, I was just so. And then if you're not, like, a big sports fan or you didn't travel a lot as a kid, like, you wouldn't know. I just thought everything was apocalypse now. No, we have. Is that the movie with the banjo? The Deliverance. Is there a difference between Apocalypse Now and Deliverance? Um, only a huge difference. Okay, I've never seen either of those movies. Okay. Are they both set in the South? No. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, she's not on drugs. She's just dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of my MO. No. You know what? I know what MO means, though. You do. You do know that Mansplaining in Latin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Manzo Latin. Deliverance was a movie set in West Virginia, I think. About a canoe trip, but that so that one was the banjo and the backwoods and all the other stuff we're not going to mention on this podcast. Apocalypse oh, Now okay. was Heart of Darkness, but in Vietnam. Those are pretty different. Yeah, I would say Apocalypse Now was a Vietnam movie. Deliverance was Burt Reynolds in the backwoods. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like there was a lot in Vietnam. Most likely there was a lot of men that look like Burt Reynolds in the backwoods. (laughs) In the jungle? Yeah, Burt Reynolds has that very 70s, late 60s, early 70s, even now. Is he dead? I think he did. (laughs) He's the mustache guy, right? He's the mustache man? (laughs) (laughs) He just took an entire man's career and legacy. And whittled it down to the mustache guy, right? Isn't he the mu- he was the mustache trucker? No, yeah, oh, yes and no. Well, okay. First of all, he passed away a few years ago. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, um, he <laughs> the mustache trucker. He was in uh, you because you said the mustache Smokey and the Bandit, but he he was Bandit. He wasn't Smokey. Was the trucker. Oh God! I hope I got that right. Um, so he wasn't the, the trucker. What is Smokey? Uh, it's like a truck. Wasn't there a truck? And then it was like Chim Chim. Was Chim Chim Smokey? I oh I haven't. I've never. Didn't they have like a chimpanzee? They might have. Yeah, I remember this kid in school in Red Bluff, California. When I lived up north for a little bit, mm-hmm. there was this kid that had like a weird limp and he was kind of a big kid and they used to make fun of him and call him Chim Chim. Oh. And I didn't know who Chim Chim was, but I think it was from Smokey and the Band. It was something with a semi-truck and a monkey. Okay. <laughs> he probably drives a truck now. Yeah, just the wild times of movies in the 70s where you can make whatever you wanted. He probably gets on the CBS Chim Chim. Chim Chim. This is Chim Chim. Anybody out there? We got anybody out there? I haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit. Well, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the whole movie to begin with, but I definitely haven't seen it in a long, long time. But the funniest thing to me is they, the Smokey's hauling Coors beer, and that was a huge deal. But hauling what? Hauling Coors, like the beer that's made in Colorado. Coors? Coors, the banquet. Beer. What did you call it? Coors. Coors? Coors. 
Iron. Coors Light. Coal. Coors. <laughs> How do you say it? Coors. 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 Oh, just give Sipping me. Sipping on some Coors. Just give me a six pack of Coors. But it was a, I, apparently it was a big deal back then to get Coors beer. So the whole plot of the movie is that it Smokies, was sponsored by Coors beer. Uh, yeah, That's what I'm hearing. Coors <laughs> made Coors. a movie. Beers had a rough go. Beers? Yeah. Bud Light's out. Yeah. I haven't seen Corona since Corona. Mm-hmm. It's tough to be a beer these days. <laughs> it's tough to be. It's like if you're not an IPA, you don't count. Yeah. They're definitely, yeah, a huge swing into craft beers. and. Really some, that, does Nashville have? Nashville's got a couple. There's probably a ton. I just don't go to those places anymore. I feel like whenever I see beer in the South, it's always the Yin Yang Twins. <sighs> Nailing it. And some peanut butter mud trucker, mm-hmm. something or other. And then we work with Hop Springs, and they do their own beer, and we work with Asgard, and they mm-hmm. do their own beer, but they're very like local. Yeah. I don't know how any of that stuff works, if I'm honest. I don't even know how soda's made. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Does it come from hops? No, I'm pretty sure it's just sugar. So it comes from the sugar cane? Yeah, we'll go with that. You're asking very scientific questions. Does it ferment like wine? They just no, ferment the sugar? I don't think... I could be wrong. I don't you think so. sugar, it turns into water, not Pepsi? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My eye twitching after that line of questioning? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I remember one time I was like 15 or 16 and I was on like some terrible teenager, 15 or 16 year old date mm-hmm. and we were walking by the rivers and I just like deadpan looked at him and I was like, where do rocks come from? <laughs> and then just kept walking. And it's so funny if you ask like a deadpan question like that, like people are like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what to do with her. But really, where do rocks come from? I'm pretty sure it's just sediment from the Earth's crust that has been pressed together over millions of years. So probably Nashville? Probably Nashville. They probably yeah. come from Nashville. Yeah. Okay. All sense. rocks come from Nashville. You heard it here first. Someone could hashtag that. That'd be great. I have a bumper sticker, actually, that already says that. Well, Rock City. I guess they all probably come from Rock City then, which is Chattanooga. No, that's just birdhouses that people buy. Oh, okay. Nat- Chattanooga is a big, the leader in uh There in was a law early on that if you built a red barn, you had to write Rock City on it for mm-hmm. it to pass inspection. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot time. of sense considering, considering all the red barns you see and how... They say Rock City yeah. on the top. I mean, but I also heard if if the barns don't come from Chattanooga, then they're just giant houses. They got to come from the Chattanooga region to be considered barns. Yeah, it's got to be Noogie Wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, we are so informative. I know. These people are walking away with so much history right now. Really, you could write, I hope kids eventually get their school report information from our podcast. Yeah. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
we were talking about the wet, the wet. Yeah, we got way we off, got way off from the wedding. Boots. But honestly, the wedding was amazing. But it was really interesting to see real cowboys, like real southerners mm-hmm. living a southern life. Like when we went to my mom's, she cans everything. Yeah, under the sun, and they butcher their own meat, and mm-hmm. they do the whole thing, and like. She knew all of her neighbors' names, mm-hmm. and they, like, barter stuff. Yeah. And it was just so weird to see, like, a legitimate community working and thriving together. What I found really interesting about your mom's farm is I think there's this sense that a lot of people would see that and be like, oh, they're apocalypse preppers, and they're doing all this just, you know, in case the world ends, and they're stockpiling and blah, 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 but... Kind of being on the farm and walk and you know getting a very nice tour and seeing all the stuff. I mean, that's how people used to live, like homestead. Because your mom called it homesteading, which is absolutely what it was. Like you're just setting up and you've got everything you need right there. And like you said, you're bartering with your neighbors. Um, and it's just a much easier. I mean, I guess it's easier. It seems like a lot of work. It's so much work. Yeah. That's where it gets me. Physically, it's harder. Mentally, it seems a lot easier. Yeah, there's no... I would rather do that than deal with Target. Well, what's sad is, like, it almost becomes, like, your whole motive for life is just to acquire food. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, this modern survivalist mentality like you were saying how you're not like a prepper and you're not but it's like you know you're taking care of the animals and then you're taking care of the garden and then the rest of your day is spent like canning and cooking and doing all of that just to get a meal so it's like every time you open up like we brought home some barbecue beans Mm -hmm. every time you open those up it's like the amount of work that went into one can right it made me appreciate the cost in grocery stores Mm -hmm. a little bit more because the amount of work that actually goes in to everything, but then to do it yourself, it's almost like, you know, like Maslow's hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And this could just be being my personality and being like a selfish person, but it's like where in that is the room for creativity, but then she might find creativity and an outlet in like that might be what she really enjoys sure but we live in a time where she can select to live that way because she does like i mean she bailed on california 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and she was farm to fork before it was cool because she thought that that's the way you're supposed to live right so it's like for her specifically but if me and you had to live like that to survive like, I don't think I would be mentally thriving because I'm more interested in writing and comedy and, like, just my personality's built more towards art. Not saying that there's not art in farming. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a level of creativity that goes into it. But just to gather your food. Yes. Like, no, me and you DoorDash and do all that kind of stuff. Like, I order food so I have more time to be creative. Yeah. But like, but I think, like you said, like, that's the selective life that we live. 
if you and I were to try to do that, I mean, there would have to be some sort of crisis. Like that would just not be what we selected to do. But like you said, you know, your mom selected that 20 years ago to bail on California and start doing it. Yeah, And I think there is creativity because, I mean, you think not everything on the farm is utilitarian. I mean, she had a, a she had a flower garden. Like that doesn't really provide her any. Oh yeah, but she thoroughly enjoys gardening. Yeah, so I think that, like you said, like that's just her outlet. She just she might not have the outspoken creative. Outspoken is probably not the right way to say it, but the sort of outward conventional, conventional, conventional right? Conventional creativity. Conventional creativity as far but as what's art wild goes. to me is like she chose that as her creative outlet, but people. Some people have to. They don't have an option. Mm -hmm. And that blows my mind. Like if we were 100 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's how they used to live. Like you used to have to do that 100 years. It wasn't even that. That's that's hilarious. Because 100 years ago was just 1923. I mean, you know, some people I would have probably been a flapper. (laughs) I would have been out there jiving to the jazz music. (laughs) The underground, the speakeasies. Yeah, hey, what are you doing, Game Pass, Daddy? I don't know. What's Game Pass? <laughs> that was a good callback. Thanks. I try. Yeah. Uh, I think... The one thing uh, the one thing I will say that I really did enjoy... I mean, there we had some great food at your mom's house, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way great they food. were... You destroyed a peach crisp or cobbler or whatever it was called. It didn't even have a chance. You looked at it. It was gone. Yeah. Well, I hunted it. I hunted that peach crisp. Yeah, you were hiding under the dining room table. I was until I saw the refrigerator door open, and then I then I pounced. You yeah, know? you snuck up on it. It was like a sixteen by seventy five. It was as tall as you. <laughs> but you you grilled up a tri tip that was delicious. Go on. And what I thought, and what they were explaining to me, and I thought, and you know, I even said to you at one point, I don't know if it's psychosomatic or not, but. There is a sense that being out there, the food feels fresher, the air feels fresher, even with the chicken houses. It just all felt better. And even how they were explaining the difference in the meat, I mean, the meat was fresh. I mean, it went, they were like, yeah, there was a cow in that field a week ago, and now we're eating it. Yeah. And I didn't know the actual amount of work it takes to get meat into a grocery store i mean it's not just i mean there's from where they have it it's like we're going to send this cow up to the butcher they're going to butcher it wrap it bring it back so it touches maybe two other pairs of hands before it comes back to you whereas i mean you know they were saying there's seven eight nine ten steps that this meat has to go through before it actually ends up on grocery store shelves i didn't know it was that i mean you know you you imagine it's going to be a lot i didn't know it was going to be that many yeah to be fda approved or whatever Mm -hmm. Probably their standards. I think at some point it goes up into Canada for a little bit, which I thought was just vacationing. Oh yeah. They just, they take the meat to vacation in Canada. They do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stops at Trudeau. Yeah. Likes to see Niagara Falls. Yeah. Just peeking. Just, Hey, just Canadian. Hey, I'm just peeking. Oh, is this Canadian bacon? (laughs) Uh, There's something nice about their you're one person removed from your food, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. 
and it does feel cleaner and healthier and all of the things. And it's a beautiful farm they yes, have there. Absolutely. I mean, they work really hard to make all that yeah. go. And I'm just like, yeah, but I don't know. Feeding cows would really cut into my time to Raja. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really know how to do any of that. Yeah, I mean, I would grow my own food, but then when am I? Then when am I going to go to the gym? You know. Yeah. All right. Last thing, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, you got recognized everywhere. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've, I mean, even the I mean, the craziest. Well, we kind of figured the wedding. I figured the wedding. You never think anyone's going to recognize you. I never think anyone's going to recognize me, and it really surprises me when it happens, and I don't know what to do, so I just, like, throw stickers at them, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you know who I am. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're but, very you're very kind and very generous and gracious with your time, well, which I is... I can't believe the people... I can't believe anyone, one, is supporting this silly dream I had, and that they're kind enough to take time to comment, to share the videos and then to come up and say something nice to me. And, you know, I try to hear their story about when they escaped California (laughs) or how they're dealing with the influx of Californians. And I try to remember all their names. I was thinking about carrying a book uh, because it's been, I want to say I've gotten recognized every day for probably 60 days Mm -hmm. and it's very new to me Yeah, and it's different. And, um, I just can't believe that people are so kind. Yeah. I'm like, well, they say hi to me and I'm like, but I'm wasting your time. Like, (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, they're all, they're all excited. And I like, I like the ones that are very, I mean, I guess I've been around for a couple of them. I like the ones that are very, I don't almost like embarrassed to even ask. Yeah, can we get a picture? They're like, I'm yes. so sorry, Ken. But are you on Instagram? And yeah. You're like, yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh. I mean, backwoods of Arkansas in a grocery store. Oh, I know. Four people got, in the grocery store. Yeah. Recognized and you. He was so nervous to ask for a picture. But, yeah. Uh, but it was great. Yes, you can always have a picture and please tell me how you moved here and. I want to learn about you and your family and I'm so grateful because you're changing the life of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's a set. This feels like a very low note to end it on. No, not at all. I mean, I mean, like I said, you're very gracious and very kind with your time. Yeah. But if we start talking about how grateful I am for everyone sharing my videos or listening to this podcast or recognizing me, then I'll just start randomly crying. And you know how you feel about me crying. Uh, well, I don't feel any sort of way about how... If I'm awake, I'm crying. If you're awake, you're crying. Yeah. Because yes. I get so overwhelmed with gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's not a... Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Well, uh, it's only weird when they're like, hey, we're really big fans of your comedy. Can we get a picture? And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. And they're like, every picture of me out there is just me crying. It's 40 to 50 pictures people have on their phones of you just sobbing. Yeah. You want a sticker or a koozie? <laughs> so speaking of speaking of that type of stuff, where can people see you next? 
Uh, Dixon, Tennessee. Okay. I'll be there doing a show with you mm-hmm. September 29th. And September 28th, I'll be hosting a dirty show. Yes. Columbia, Tennessee. At Asgard Brewing. It will Brewing. be an R-rated show. So. Brent's featuring Amber Autry is going to be the headliner. She's so funny. Super and, funny, yes. Uh, we have a lot more dates of our two-man comedy show, Fried Avocados, uh, that will be coming all over. Is I that think. what we're calling the two-man show? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot to tell you that in our last business meeting. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey, everybody. Um, no, it'll be great. We're coming to North Carolina, Virginia, all over Tennessee. I'm working on a date for Alabama. Texas has been a big one we're looking at. Oh, yeah. We started this stuff for Texas and then started some stuff for Florida. Mm -hmm. So I'll be posting the dates on Instagram and on Cleanish Comedy. And as just like, if anyone's still around, the other shows that I do or the local shows that you ever see me posted on, I can't promise that those are always going to be clean. Mm -hmm. And I... I'm not responsible for anything. Yeah, no, that's, that I think that's a great say. thing to say. The other comics are dirty. Like, that's, you know, that's not on you, but just kind of be aware. But if it is a show you're advertising, you're producing. If it's dirty, I'll warn you 10 times over. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to see me, I'm going to be at the Asgard and Dixon shows, the 28th and 29th of September. And October 11th through 15th, I'm going to be at. Uh, the Cherokee Comedy Zone at Harrah's in Cherokee, North Carolina. Cherokee Comedy Zone uh, for tickets to that. And then I'm looking at the calendar. Yeah, like you said, we got Mystic on Mystic in Durham, North Carolina. You and I are both going to be there November 3rd. And then I'm going to be back at Harrah's again November 8th through 12th. So, oh, and then November, I forgot about this, November 17th through 17th and 18th, I'm at the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. Yeah, which will be really fun. That'll be really fun. So uh, you can go to cleanishcomedy.com to check out dates. You can check uh, Carolyn out on Instagram at Carolyn Xavier, C-A-R-O-L-L-Y-N-N-X-A-V-I-E-R. And I'm at Brent Blakeney, B-R-E-N-T-B-L-A-K-E-N-E-Y. But thank you. (laughs) Just hit the lamp with the mic. This whole ending is going so off the rails, man. That's the perfect ending. It's like I rung the bell. Do I get a bell buckle? (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out for this episode of Fried Avocados, and we will see you next week. Bye.